When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's me, Lindsay, your local late blooming lesbian. Today, I'm going to talk to you about breadcrumbs. What does it look like when an abuser is giving you breadcrumbs? Why do they do it? And why do we fall for it? Before we begin, I want to remind everyone that I am not an expert, I'm not a therapist. I am not a scientist that understands all the ins and outs of how the brain works. I'm just coming at you with two and a half years of experience being in an abusive relationship and talking about what it was like for me at that time. When you start a relationship with a narcissistic person, you are not getting breadcrumbs, right? Because if you were you wouldn't stick around. You'd go on a date or two and be like, what? This person is not really into me. They're kind of closed off, acting strange. Like, I'm just going to close this chapter and move on to the next. Instead, when you first start spending time with them, they're giving you the whole freaking bakery. Right off the bat, they're giving you every single thing that you could ever want or need. I talk about this in one of my first episodes, which is called Love Bombing. Essentially, they will figure out what it is that you like, what it is that you've been lacking in past relationships, what your dream relationship might look like, and they supply you with all of that. To the extent that you get hooked, you think that you have fallen in love It's a fairy tale. You have found your soulmate, your perfect match, however you want to describe it, right? You are fat and happy because your belly is so full of (laughs) all the bread, all the biscuits, all the yummy, delicious things that anyone could offer you. Now, once you have the whole bakery, you are thinking that it's going to continue to be that way. Obviously, as relationships progress, things slow down, you know, life happens, you're not going to be in that honeymoon phase forever. So when it slows down originally, you're not super alarmed. Well, I was because it was such a drastic change. But typically, you're kind of trying to convince yourself that it's normal that they pulled back um, and that they're giving you much less because, you know, we're back to work we're back to, you know, here we are, I have this child, there's a child involved, you know, we're both busy, so it's normal. Um, Again, in my case, I talk about this in my episode called devaluation, but it was such a drastic change that it should have been obvious. But you're just sitting there hoping for the whole bakery again. So now that they've pulled back, your brain is kind of on high alert. You're constantly looking and hoping and possibly performing 
trying to go back to the way you were in the beginning to whatever it was that caused them to give, 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 right? You're like, well, I don't know, maybe I need to do X, Y, Z to make them happy. And then they'll go back to the way they were. Like something changed, must be me. I must have done something to make them stop wanting to kiss me, hug me, spend time with me, take me on dates, have sex with me, whatever it might be that they are no longer doing. So you are just waiting. I remember describing it to my therapist like I was a little puppy, you know, looking at my owner with these big puppy eyes, hoping for a treat or some pets or some cuddles or attention, whatever it might be. I literally told my therapist that I felt like a puppy waiting for a treat. And that is exactly how it feels. So little by little, very calculated, the narcissist will give you a breadcrumb. They'll be cold and closed off. And then one day they'll come home and they've brought you a present home because while they were out, they saw something that reminded them of you. For example, you know, we were in a rough patch and my ex went out to the store to get groceries and saw a tomato plant for sale and they knew that I wanted a tomato plant. So they brought one home for me. That's a breadcrumb. Of course, then you're there like, oh, they thought of me. Oh, they knew I wanted a tomato plant. Oh, they love me. Oh, this is so special. And you take that and you try to be happy with just that little thing that they did. In a normal relationship, obviously that would be a beautiful, thoughtful thing mixed in with all the other consistent things that someone is trying to do throughout the relationship, right? You're not always happy. You're not always gifting each other things. However, it is much more consistent than when it's breadcrumbing from a narcissist. In my case, one of the things that I wanted the most was sex. In the beginning, we had a lot of sex and I felt safe and I felt loved and I felt special. And so when my ex pulled that back, they were very aware that that was something that I wanted to continue with. So they would use sex as a very high value breadcrumb for me. They would do it so inconsistently and they would make it so that it was obvious to me that I was being rewarded or that they were taking away the reward because I wasn't behaving in the way that they wanted me to. And even at times they would expect me to actually beg for it. And yes, this is very embarrassing to talk about, but I want people to be aware of what this can look like. So now you're in this constant state of, like I said, looking for the next breadcrumb. You're basically trained to expect the bare minimum. The bar is on the floor so that when you get a hug or maybe you're watching TV together and they look at you like they're just so pleased with you, you're taking these tiniest little crumbs and they are sustaining you. Or are they? You're probably pretty miserable. You're probably confused and sad and scared and just unhappy in your relationship, unhappy with your life. People are probably noticing that you're distracted, that you just seem sadder than you used to be, and you're just, you you know that something is off, something is wrong, this isn't healthy, but you can't figure out what it is. In my case, I definitely spent a lot of time trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I went to therapy. I researched my own trauma and what my trauma responses might look like or might mean. 
tried to figure out how to focus on healing those things so that I could be a better partner so that then maybe my partner would care about me more and give me an extra slice of bread instead of just the crust. Um, And it's a very difficult place to be in. If you are in this boat and your partner is just giving you the bare minimum, I want to remind you that you deserve better and you know that you deserve better. There's definitely someone out there in this world, even though I know your partner has told you that no one else will love you like they do and that you'll never find someone who's going to love you and your child if you have one and that, you know, you're feeling stuck. There are plenty of people in this world who will treat you better. And on top of that, guess what, honey? You can give yourself the whole bakery. I'm not trying to be that person who's like self-love, be single, love yourself, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you, it is so much better on the other side. And you don't need someone basically starving you when you can just go out and feed yourself. Let your friends feed you. Let your family feed you. Let your children feed you. Let your hobbies feed you. Let nature feed you. Whatever it is that can bring you happiness and fulfillment, go out, take it back, give it to yourself. This is your gift. You don't need someone starving you. So if this is where you're at, you have the option. I know it's a lot harder than just leaving because you're in a trauma bond, which I should absolutely do an entire episode or five on, but you are at this crossroads where you get to choose whether you want feast or famine. That's all for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful to you. If you have any questions or comments or just need extra support, please feel free to find me. I'm at the Lindsay Goodman on TikTok and Instagram, or you can find me on my website, thelindsaygoodman.com. Please always feel free to reach out to share your story. I definitely want survivors to be heard. So absolutely, I am here for you. Thank you so much for your time and I look forward to sharing the next episode with you.